celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Lambo is good from 30 yards away, and the Jaguars have beaten the Los Angeles Chargers at Everbank Field. It is Victory Monday, December 30th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who's currently taking bids to come to your house and watch the ball drop, J.P. Shadrick. The schedule's open, yeah. Um, welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans. At the end of the 2019 season, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco, and we've got plenty to discuss in this program. The season aftermath is beginning today. Locker room clean-out day. We'll hear from some guys in the locker room today on their final day officially here at the TIAA Bank Field. The future of the football leadership is the big question around the Jaguars world today. What will that entail? We'll hopefully soon find out. NFL draft selections are set as well. We're going to officially talk NFL draft tonight. That's what's Yay. on the docket. <laughs> Pete, what's up? I like talking NFL draft. Tony hates it. I like talking NFL draft in November. I've been fine with it this year, Pete. I haven't pushed back at all. No, you've been much better because you're a realist now. That's what happens when you become a member of the media. I, I, I think I'm I'm leaving the media. Divorce, you're leaving. I'm going to divorce myself. You're from done. Nah, nah, we'll see. You never know. You never know. Once you're in, once you're in, you're in. You can't get out. You're can't in. Can't get out. Blood in, blood unless out. They, unless you got information that you're being named the general manager somewhere. I do not. There, there, breaking news. No, there's no news. That is not happening. No news. Okay. Just we checking. have a GM. First of all, there is a GM here. I didn't say there. Maybe you were going somewhere else. Broncos. I'm going to partner with Elway, my childhood, childhood hero. How could he have been your childhood hero when you're older than he is? I'm not older than <laughs> Elway. <laughs> he was in the 83 draft. I was 11, 11 years old. I know. It's just you look a lot older than he does. No, no, no. Actually, great hit. actually, no, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Let's start off with uh, looking ahead to the future a bit in the aftermath of the Jaguars' win last night. Head coach Doug Marone discussing his future. Sean and Tony want a a great football team here. There's not, there's no doubt in my mind, and they are two great owners. So um, it's just a matter of uh, does it make sense? Is it right? Uh, obviously, I'm not going to communicate that here that's you know for a private conversation and this is the way I feel this is what we have to do this is what I need and you know express those uh, opinions and if it's if it is the right direction then I'm the right person for the job if it isn't then I'm not there are reports today that there are meetings scheduled tomorrow between the ownership and the football leadership of the Jaguars. Are these the same sources that said he was fired on Saturday? Allegedly, I don't know. That's a great question. Same uh, four-letter network, but yes. Reporting that. That was, uh, that was an interesting Saturday, uh, Pete. Very, very interesting. And the reason I say that is um, the report came out, and then they quickly destroyed the report. And when they destroyed the report, they did it with a left and then an overhand right because Jim Woodcock sent out the statement and then Tony Khan sent out the tweet and they just obliterated the report. And as of right now, 
the report is wrong. It doesn't mean it's going to be wrong, but it's wrong as of right now. Yeah, I mean, they said it was going to be after the season. The season's over. Nothing's happened. Now, well, the report is that he was told. Yeah, he was told. He was... I mean, that we know, like we, that the report will never be right, Pete, because the report said he was told that he's going to be dismissed. Right. That, that conversation never happened. I mean, Doug right, Marone right. has not You're... been told anything. So, what? Uh, not that we can spend too much time on this, but as a reporter, Pete, because, I mean, this is your livelihood. I mean, you're really the media. I mean, this is you report for a living. What, I mean, what does that do to, to a reporter when something, you, you miss something that bad? Well, or, or does it even matter? Thing, I, I'm going to give you an example. I, I, w- I missed something, and I didn't report it as fact, but I said it on the air that um, the Arizona Cardinals were not going to take Kyler Murray. Now, I was told that by somebody I trusted and reported it. I didn't say, you know, I didn't make it exclude. I just put it out there on the show. I don't think they're taking him. I've been told that they're leaning in another direction. Well, it ended up they took him, and people got all over me. And I went back to the guy who told me that, and he lied to me. And I was mad. Really, man. I said, of all the people you know, why would you lie to me about that? And he apologized up and down and whatever. And I, I said, look, bygones be bygones. So I got the information. And I later found out part of the problem was they, if the baseball clause in his contract wasn't remedied, they might not have taken him. But I got the information from a trusted, reliable source, and it was wrong. So... Did Diana Rossini get the information from a trusted, reliable source, and it was wrong? That's the question. Well, that's – I mean, why else would she report it? I mean, she's a very credible, like, good reputation as a journalist. Why would she report it if she didn't have a good, a good source? Right, but the only sources that would know that are Shad Khan, Tony Khan – Probably Jim Woodcock. Yep. Probably, and Doug Marone, and maybe Dave Caldwell. And that's it. Wouldn't you agree? And maybe, Wood, and maybe Doug's agent. Yeah, that's it. And so unless but the story co- was reported, she, she could have left herself an out by saying, it appears that as soon as the season's over, there's a good chance Doug Marone will be let go, rather than saying he's been told that he will be let go after the season. Because it's still a possibility, you know that. So if he's sure. let go on Tuesday when they have their meeting, but she's still wrong, even if he's let go Tuesday. Right, but okay, but if he's let go on Tuesday if they, after the meeting, do they say we had it right? And I, I would answer that question by saying, as a journalist, no, because of the way you reported this. Yeah, it was just crazy. It was a crazy timeline. Yeah. I mean, what happens if they happens. keep him? Then what does she do? Because that's even more. That's a bad look. But again, I go back to, I told you the story, what happened to me. And sometimes you trust the source and it's not right, depending on the source. Now, my source was rock solid, so I was angry about it. And I'm sure she'll have a source. Like if it's a periphery agent that told her that, bad source. If it was, one, it was you know, one of the cons who told her that, it's not true, then they have some explaining to do. 
And I doubt it was then, by the way. Hmm. Now the question is, what's going to happen after these meetings tomorrow? Well, if they were going to fire him, why would you wait till Tuesday? That's just my theory on it. It makes no sense. You get ahead of the game. Today was the day. Um, other than Jerry Jones, who likes to have his own stage and fire guys when he wants to, to make it look good. Yeah, um, but when you say get ahead of the game, if you do it tomorrow instead of today, you're not – I mean, you didn't lose any ground. No, but what's the point of making a guy twist in the wind a little bit too? Well, I, don't, I don't think that's what they're doing. I think, I think according to the report and everything I hear is that you know, Sean wants to sit down with everybody. He wants to have a, a deep evaluation of where we are as an organization and, and make a decision with all the facts. Didn't they spend time together last Friday at some dinner that they Apparently had or something? There was a, a report on Thursday that they were at dinner, yes. I mean, how much more do you need? Do you, well, let me ask you this, Tony. Well, do you I'll think say- what I've been saying is accurate, that the pushback from the fan base is really influencing them this time around? Uh, I don't. I actually don't. I don't know. I, I think this is a situation where I think Sean wants to. I think he wants to talk to a lot of people. He wants to get a good sense, and obviously, to the two most important are Dave and Doug. Mm-hmm. But I think he's. I think he's doing a bunch of due diligence right now to make sure he has all the facts and has all the information he needs and he wants to make a decision. And I think that's the right way to do it. By the way. And I wouldn't be shocked if it even goes down to that locker room as well. Today was player getaway day, and I'm sure there's probably some key players that um, he, you know, talked to just to get their ideas on things. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked by Which that. I, at all. I always think talking to players is dangerous. Yeah, and sure. I was, and I was. One That's of why them. you pick your spots yeah. with that. Well, because there's a player, unless you just hate the head coach, knowing that there's a chance he's come back, you're not going to kill him. Unless you just can't stand them. And if you like them, if you really like them, you might go the other way, even though you know that maybe things can be better, but you really like them as a person. And so I think, uh, not that it's not a good thing to talk to people and get a perspective, but... Take it for what it is. Yeah, I think that you always got to take all of that with a grain of salt. That's right. So what do you think happens? I think they're both back. I think they're both back, too. And I do think that the pushback in town has been heard and they've noticed it. Why do you say that, Pete? Because I, Tony, I've been, I I lived in that town for how long and I I know that fan base. I don't ever remember him being this fired up about the potential of bringing those guys back. Ever. Ever. They're mad, Tony. They're mad. You know, you live there. You hear it on the radio and in the comments and people talking to you. They're as ma- the fans are as mad and angry and frustrated as they've ever been. Yeah, I don't. I think mad. I would actually describe it differently. I would say frustrated, and um, I was gonna say bewildered, but that's not the right, right word. Of wonder, I guess wondering what the reason is. Like you know, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Explain this, like, basically. Ba- no. Not because. I don't think anyone yeah. dislikes Dave or dislikes Doug, but I think what the fan base is saying is, you know, since Dave's been here, it's six double-digit losing seasons out of seven. Um, right now, I think, I mean, we've sat there, Pete, you look at the roster, it's it's at best bottom third of the NFL. Would you say that? Oh, yeah, without question. 
And so, you know, you look at the some of the missed first rounders and the missed second rounders, and you know the Jalen Ramsey stuff. The I mean, we don't. I mean, let's not forget Telvin Smith, the Pro Bowler, just decided one day to leave. Um, you know, Blake Bortles, the quarterbacks. I mean, you just look at all of that, and and now more than ever, even more than I am that than I think is right in the NFL. It is such a such a wins and losses, what have you done for me immediately? We saw Pat, Pat Shermer get fired after two years. Freddie Kitchens after one, after one year. And then people want immediate results. And so when you look at the situation, you say, I think the fans are saying they're frustrated because they want to win, and everyone's frustrated. And more than anger, it's kind of like looking and saying, huh, like, like help me understand what we're – what we're looking at and why it's going to be different. And I think that's, you know, more of the, and there's some anger in there, there as well, but I think that's the major sentiment I had, I had, I've had talking to people. I mean, I had a, today, someone asking me questions like, well, just a, can you explain to me why that they would be back? And wasn't angry, loves the franchise, you know, wants it to be successful fan everything else but it was it was just like that kind of like just help me understand why and it'll be interesting i i think it's me when uh assuming i i mean this is my sense that they both come back and the, the announcement comes um out what kind of information will be given kind of what is the you know expectations uh from the team and from uh from dave and doug and i think it, you know well it also could be this it also could be a situation where they're looking at it. They can't get out from underneath Foles' contract, right? They can't. Unless some he retires, which he's not. He said today he's not doing. Or they give up draft picks and some team is foolish enough to take him. Or he restructures the contract, which in his case, why would you do it? You're giving up money. So he's not going to do that. So they can't get from out from underneath that. So they're stuck with him for another year. So if you try and hire a new coach outside – that guy comes in, he's stuck with him. He, and now, after a year, if they don't win, then you get rid of Doug and Dave, and then you go from there, and they're not stuck. The guy who comes in, the GM slash new coach, is not stuck with Nick Foles and that contract that's an albatross hanging over them right now. Yeah, I You guess. like it. You like uh, that. Well, <laughs> his face his face showed it, yes. The whole Nick Foles thing's fascinating to me. I mean, so fascinating. I mean, six months ago or eight months ago, nine months ago now when they signed him, the excitement and great. And, yes, I think some of us and most of us said you might have paid a little bit more than you had to. But, like, this is the guy everyone wanted. And literally, after two and a half games, we now cannot stand him and he's the worst quarterback ever. That's what's fascinating to me. Like, how did he go from the guy, yes, we're excited, to biggest disaster, how do we get rid of him, maybe he'll retire situation over two and a half games. Three starts, two full games, or uh, two full games a half plus 11 plays, so a little bit over two and a half games. So three starts. Four starts. Four starts. Four starts. That's right. Four starts. And well, maybe fans, 
fans don't think he's any good either. But Pete, you know what I'm saying? I mean, come on though, man. I mean, after well, you can't decide it on that. I mean, you just got to decide it on. But you can't. You can't make like. And I'm not saying, by the way, he's the guy. I'm just saying, boy, it's tough to make a, a, a judgment based on just two and a half games of of work. We've got plenty of time. But to that's discuss. what. But that's that what's is kind of where it's at. That's what's happened. Yeah. Let's come back uh, a little bit later. We'll get into the quarterback talk a little more. Okay. We'll we uh, do quarterback talk. We'll do more. We're going to do more, Tony. Um, we're also going to come back in a moment and uh, get into the future of the Jaguars' defense. What can the Jaguars do there? A lot of salary cap issues coming up around the corner. We're off and running. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at likeamobile.us. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk, checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk, checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles, vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise and competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
great Larry Fitzgerald told me take it year by year. You know, obviously, you know, I feel like I have some good football left in me. You know, I don't know if it's gonna be. <laughs> You know, I don't know if it's gonna be, uh, you know, how many more years I'm gonna play. I have no idea. Uh, I know I want to play another one. That's for sure. I still got a lot of football in me, and uh, you know, I mean, the, it used to be my goal was 15. You know, but now I just wanna, I, I just wanna take it. You know, uh, I, I got, I, I definitely, I feel like I have one more year of playing at a high level. So, uh, you know, hopefully, it might have a few more, but I definitely have one more. Calais Campbell in the locker room today. Jaguars defensive lineman. Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans, continues. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli has joined us back on set. Calais, um, one of those names that you you just wonder what's going to happen in the offseason here. I mean, the guy just finished his 12th season. He's got a big cap number, small dead cap number next year. But you, you love his presence, certainly, on this football team. He made an impact play yesterday with a fumble return touchdown, and we can go through a few guys on defense. Let's start, though, with Calais. I mean, this is, you know, there, there's some savings to be had there, but you still want him, and he still wants to play. Well, no, you, you definitely want him on the team, but the bottom line is you can't pay him the $14, 15000000 million, whatever it is next year you owe him. Might even be more than that. Seventeen and a half cap hit, $2.5 million dead cap. So it's a $15 million delta. Right. Um, I mean, you can't pay it. I mean, right now we are, the way I, what, how I understand the cap, we're over the cap going in the next year. And that's before the draft and before any free agency. So you have to make hard decisions. You've got to let guys go who are starters in this football team. And where the team sits right now, you want Calais back because of his leadership, his presence, you want him playing probably about 30 snaps a game. And for that, you're probably only going to be able to pay him 7 to $9 million because you have to get a cap savings. You, um, he's not an every-down guy anymore. His, his reps are, need to be way, you know, reduced in a big way. And so you look at a guy like that, what you hope is that he wants to be here. Because I don't think I don't see anyone paying them, you know, twelve, thirteen million dollars a year. But what do you pay them? Seven, eight. Make it a two-year deal with funny money in it, and you can give them a bonus and make yeah, the cap it less. Yeah, and maybe make it you know spread it out, have some big incentives in there, so if the production's there, you can pay them more, but. I just don't – I mean, but the, so it's really – it's going to be in Clay's court. Does he want to come back here? Does he want to play for less money in Jacksonville? Or does he want to go to a contender? Or if he feels like this team's too far away, does he want to try to go get a ring? What's your gut tell you? Oh, I don't know. I haven't spent any time with Clayus. Um, I think he likes it in Jacksonville. A lot, I think he though. likes it in Jacksonville. He's he's probably the most popular player in Jacksonville right now. Um, but that's a question he's gonna have to make a decision. His family, his future, like kind of the business, what he wants to do. Yep. Uh, but the one, the only thing I know is you can't pay him what he's due. You can't. You can't pay him. You can't play Marcel Darius. Uh, and you can't, you can't pay AJ Boye. AJ Boye, three big names. Now, and big... you might tell Andrew Norwell to take a cut. 
the big name today, Yannick Ngakwe. And he had some comments after the game last night when it was asked about his future in Jacksonville. Are you willing to listen to the Jags, or, or do you not want to even do that anymore? Like I said, I've been here for four years. I learned a lot, you know what I mean? Uh, business is business, and uh, I'm not sure what the future holds. Uh, like I said, man, I learned a lot about this organization for being here for four years. Business is business, and I don't know the future. Like I said, I've been here for four years. I learned a lot about this organization. The business is business. Been here for four years and learned a lot. Business so is, is that business. All, is, was that the answer to that every question? That was the answer to every question about the future for him in Jacksonville. And of course, well, today, and, and translate that. It's uh, if they pay me, I'm staying. If they don't, I'm going. Unless they tag me. Well, you tag them if you're Jackson. Of course. And not that you don't. Not that by tagging them, I'm not saying you don't try to get a long-term deal done. But you tag them, so you have some leverage. It's all about leverage. You tag them. Can I? Can I interject something here? I think this deal is more likely to get done now that Tom is gone. Just from stuff I've heard and was told, I think this deal is much more likely to get done now that Tom is gone. How much would you pay him? That's a tough one, Tony, because... Well, that's the, that's the, the whole problem. I mean, I, look, am I paying him? He, he, he turned down... He had a better year than Demarcus Lawrence did. Okay, the, uh, Pete, he has... He he turned down nineteen million in the last two years. He has a total of seventeen sacks or seventeen and a half. Did he have nine last year or nine and a half? Stand by. I know he had eight this year. Um. So he had seventeen, seventeen and a half sacks in two years. He is a he's a he's a splash player. He is a guy who plays his tail off. He's you know, he's he's the perfect guy as far as taking care of his business. You want him in the locker room. He had nine and a half last year, eight this year. So 17 and a half sacks in two years. Are you paying $20 million plus for that, Pete? For an average of – so he's – he's how many – he has 37 total sacks, I think it is. 37 and a half. So over four years, he's averaging under 10, uh, under 10 sacks a year. And that's what he is. He's a pass rusher. It's not – I mean, he, he is – he he played the run better this year, without a doubt. But it's not like he he's not that's not where he's that's not his strength. And no, so for, it's not. So for and so for nine and basically he's averaging nine and a half sacks a year over four years. Are you paying twenty twenty? He turned down nineteen. I've heard he wants twenty one. Twenty to twenty one. Are you paying that? Let's put it this way. DeMarcus Lawrence just got it last year. And he has 15 and a half sacks in the last two years, including five this year. Uh, in the last three years, he has 24 and five is 29. Frank Clark has 21 in the last two years, and he got it. Now, are they better run players than he is? Frank Clark is for sure. Uh, yeah, and I'd say DeMarcus Lawrence is too. But when you pay a guy like that, you're not paying him for his run defense. You know that. So you'd pay him 21. I'd be – I almost think it's one of those you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. I'm asking you, Pete Briscoe, <laughs> Mr. Wannabe uh, – I'd tag him. I would tag him. 
And the tag, and what? The tag's going to be probably 17 this year, 16, yeah. 17? I tag him and then see what he does. And then if he goes out and has – because he took a while to get going this year. That could have easily been double-digit sign. Wasn't he hurt early in the season for about yeah, three or four hamstring. games? Yeah, he missed one game, yes. Yeah, but he was also hurt. Like, he wasn't the same That's guy right. early in the season. That's right. You could see yeah. that. So that could easily have been 10, 10 and a half. So you're, you'd, you're leaning towards paying him 2021. 20, Here's why, Tony. I think when you come to the line of scrimmage in the NFL, you know this as well as anybody. you got one guy over here who can rush the passer. you got another guy over here who can rush the passer. That's a foundation for your defense. That gives you, in the current NFL, gives you the ability to go chase down quarterbacks. If you get rid of him, then everything becomes all about Allen, and you don't have two. You have one. Now, could you find one in the draft? Maybe. But aren't you better off bringing him back on a tag or getting a deal done, having Allen in there, then you maybe you get Calais on a cheap deal or cheaper deal, and then you go draft Derek Brown from Auburn, put him inside. Taven Bryan's actually played well the last month, and he was pretty good yesterday just from the TV tape it looked like. I, I don't want to break it to you, but Derek Brown's not going to be there at nine. He might be. He might be, Tony. He'd have been but there if, at six. Uh, I mean, he might be. And then and then you can get – or if you take an offensive lineman there and come back and get a defensive lineman at the top at the, at the next pick. The bottom line is I think if you can get a big power inside player to go with that group, you have the foundation of a heck of a front. And, and I think they need that. So I'm being, I would be concerned if I let that leave the building, it's going to go get 16, 17 sacks somewhere else on a – and then maybe 16 and 12 and 13 on a consistent basis. That would be my concern. What if he doesn't sign the tender? Sits out. Well, then he's then he's uh, getting bad advice. <laughs> then he's not going to make any money. Right. But you're right. Then the bottom line is you're, a year, an earning year is going off your body. You only have so many left in him. Uh, he would sign it. So the one thing is, if I'm bringing him back, I'm tagging him and trying. I'm trying to work out a deal, but I'm just going to tag him. Um, because if you tag him, the other thing is if you struggle to get a deal done, you can trade him. The What could you get for him, in theory? Well, they got a one for Frank Clark. You're not getting a one for him. But you might get a so team, you, a desperate team in, in need that thinks it's close of a pass rusher. So you, you think uh, Frank Clark's better than uh, Yannick? He, he's, yes. Just This year he probably hasn't been because he's been hurt all year. But I think healthy he's... A little bit better than him, yes. The one thing for sure is if I'm not play, I'm not playing Yon at defensive end. I'm You're playing him as a stand up guy, but you can play Allen in that position too. I'm playing him as a Sam linebacker in first and second down, and then in nickel, I'll put his hand on the ground, and let him rush the passer. I just don't think he's big enough to hold up playing and play out. It's not, it's not his strength. Uh, he was better this year to play a, you know, hand in the ground defensive end, line up it on tight on a tight end and a six technique. Just I mean, getting double team. I mean, that's not his strength. He's not. Jan is not a big man. He's a athletic man. He's a powerful man, but he's not a big guy. What is he? Six one, six two, two forty five. Yeah, right, right at that. Six two, two forty five. So he should be playing play like Sam, a, Sam linebacker, right? Or, or in the three four principles, because you're not really three four. He should be standing up with the other bookend standing up on the other side. He needs to be in space. 
Let's come back. We'll, and, uh, that, get... and by the way, JP, yes. Yes, in that scenario, you get Josh Allen on the field more than his usual 31 snaps a game. So right. I, I'm all for that. I think you got to play to what you have. Here's the other thing. He's only 24. No, he's young. Young guy. Uh, we'll come back. Let's get back on the quarterback topic when we come back. We'll try to figure that out. We're going to figure out right now, right after this break. We're going to have the answers to answer. the quarterback answer man situation. Coming up uh, January 1st, a couple days away, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite at Daly's Place and a busy schedule coming up in the spring as well. Tickets available for both Kane Brown shows, March 28th and May 16th. And tickets available at dailiesplace.com. This is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps, Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi folks, Frank Frangie here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today, 15 locations on the First Coast. And six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles. Vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. At Gate, when the Jags win, you win. This season, we're throwing it back to 1995 when it all began. Each time the Jags win, you can enjoy retro pricing on all 20-ounce Pepsis. So hurry into Gate the day after every Jaguars victory and throw back your favorite 20-ounce Pepsi for just 94 cents. Co-Jags. Gate, serving up more. Valid at participating North Florida Gate locations. Limit one per customer. 
the one thing I know is uh, I look forward to, you know, whatever happens, continuing to grow as a human being player, excelling, and ultimately coming out slinging. Um, I know I can still play. There's people out there that believe in me. And, you know, I know what I can do. I've shown what I can do. Um, so I look forward to what the future holds. Obviously, getting away, uh, refreshing myself, and getting ready to roll. But I'll be ready to fire away. Coming out there slinging it. Nick Foles in the locker room today on clean out day at TIAA Bank Field. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Briscoe. The aftermath of the season finale, a win over the Colts. The big questions moving ahead, certainly for this organization, and one of those is at the quarterback position. Gardner Minshew, 6-6 six and six as a starter this year. Nick Foles, 0-4 as a starter. You just heard from Nick there. He's doesn't sound like he wants to be a backup. Sounds like he wants to come play. Well, he might not have a choice. I mean, unless he's willing to take a pay cut and get traded – which I'm not sure why he would. Um, he's gonna have to go beat out Minshew, and right now I would give the edge to Gardner Minshew in that in that battle. As you go into off the off who's season, making the decision? Well, as of right now, it's it's Duck. As it stands now, it's okay. Duck. Okay. Um, and I think, based on how the season finished in that last game, that Gardner Minshew has a clear you know, head start in the race to get to grab the number one quarterback position here in Jacksonville. He surprised me yesterday with the way he played. He hadn't been playing like that. So I said something on Twitter, Pete. <laughs> well, I, no, that's not true. I said it on uh, the show tonight, uh, this morning with uh, Dan and Jeff. They asked me, why was the offense so much more dynamic, explosive? And one of the things I said, I said, you know, Leonard Fournette wasn't in there, and Leonard Fournette had a great year this year. Great year. Fabulous. Did everything you ask. But it felt like, and if you go look at the first 15 plays that were scripted, they threw it much more. They came out throwing it, moving the pocket, getting it going. And it felt like that they weren't trying to force the offense through Leonard. Now, that's not Leonard's fault. He just he does whatever they call. But it, I, w- I wonder, and only Filippo can answer this, did Filippo feel like he had to get Leonard going early in games? And because of that, trying to force everything on the ground, everyone knowing that, loading the box, making it very difficult for Leonard to run the ball, where this week it felt like it was much more opened up. That was just a feeling I had. Watching the it game, did, calling the game. It did. It did feel much more opened up. The backs looked uh, because Leonard has had a good year, but the backs looked quicker, more explosive. Is that accurate? Um, <coughs> I didn't come away thinking they were more explosive or quicker. I came away feeling more like decisive. Maybe I came away feeling like D. Filippo said, "We don't have our star back in there, so we're going to open it up, spread it out, and do some different stuff." That's what it felt like to me. But you didn't think that there was a significant drop off to those backs because I didn't. Um, I mean, in fairness to Leonard, now he he had seventy six catches and 
But Armstead caught the ball. He did have the one drop. He had a couple of drops. He caught the ball out of the backfield. I'm not saying he didn't, but, I mean, Leonard had over 1,000 yards. Leonard had a good year. I'm going to give him credit. I just don't think there's a significant amount of difference. But I say that about most backs, though. Like if Armstead played So you think if Armstead played the same – Amount of reps that Leonard did, the numbers of he would have had a thousand. He would have had a thousand yards. I don't know if he would have had seventy catches or whatever Leonard had, but he might have had fifty. Interesting. I'm a, I I don't know that. Hmm. I so mean, guard, yeah. it, it, backs are so interchangeable. I I want to go to go to the Eagles game yesterday. Jordan Howard wasn't playing. Miles Sanders got hurt. Boston Scott went in there and ran wild. They picked them up off the scrap heap. So you're saying any back can go in there and do it? Not any back. I just don't think the difference is that So you don't great. think there's that big a difference between Chris McCaffrey and – That's different. Now you're talking about a 1,000-1,000 guy. That's a different, entirely different <laughs> animal. How about the backs in Seattle last night? They can go in anywhere, right? Marshawn Lynch. Here he comes. How about Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> How about Marshawn Lynch? He came in and rushed for three point, under three yards per carry. Meanwhile, the other kid had six that you pick up in the fifth, sixth round as a rookie. Who was the better back in that game? <laughs> Marshawn Lynch hasn't played football in like a year. Right. But he's not a better – but everybody's going crazy. Homer was a better player last night. Okay. But that's kind of the point, too. Those are guys that are, that are right. around this time of year. They're out you know? there. There's yeah. a million of them. Yeah. Hmm. You know, certainly don't draft one-fourth overall. Is there a back in the league today that you'd draft fourth overall? McCaffrey would be one of them. But I, I, even then, I wouldn't. The position, the value of the position isn't there, Tony. Even then, you isn't. wouldn't? Even no, I'm not taking it back of that. Not if I need it. What if I needed, if I have a choice between Vaughn Miller and Christian McCaffrey, who am I taking? Vaughn Miller. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go through it's... every position. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> All right. Quarterback, you're always taking quarterback. Uh, yes. H- Julio Jones, Christian McCaffrey. The way the game is played, I'd rather have Julio Jones. Uh, George Kittle. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I, that one's tough for me, but I'd probably take McCaffrey. Uh, Kelsey or McCaffrey? No, I, tight end. I, it, although there aren't a lot of tight ends, so it's tough. It's a tough position to fix. So it's a coin flip you, for you there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lane Johnson, right tackle, or one of the better? I just say because he, he's one of the better ones. Or Mitchell Schwartz, or uh, I take Le- I take Le- the Collins. tackle. Okay. I take the tackle. Zach Martin. and the left tackle I certainly take. Zach Martin at right guard or Christian McCaffrey. Mm, I probably take McCaffrey. Uh, Ro- uh, Nelson. Ro- Rodney Hudson at center for the Raiders, or any of the good centers out there, or Christian McCaffrey. I probably take a center. Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson or McCaffrey. I'd probably take Quentin Nelson. I want my line. I can I can run the ball if my line's good. Tyron Smith. <laughs> Tyron Smith for sure. Okay. All right, so we went through all those. Uh, you already said uh, Von Miller. Um, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Or, uh, oh, that's <laughs> easy. That's Aaron Donald. Okay. Uh, Bobby yeah, Wagner. Here's the difference. Bobby, here's the difference, Bobby Wagner or Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Bobby Wagner hasn't played great this well, year, but okay, I, you know what I'm saying. Okay, Luke Keekley, he hasn't played great either, but a middle okay, linebacker. Darius or, Darius Leonard or Chris McCaffrey. Probably take McCaffrey. Okay. Uh, uh Stephon Gilmore or McCaffrey. Gilmore. <laughs> Who's the best safety in football right now? Derwin James or McCaffrey. Derwin James. So every- although that one's kind of that one's kind of close. Safety kind of close. 
But the value positions, pass rusher, whether he's inside, outside, tackle, center, a great center, really, you know, Tony, you, you know how valuable yeah. those guys are. Huge, huge. And then the, the big play receiver. I don't think I'd agree. Would you, rather, would you rather Michael Thomas or Christian McCaffrey? Michael Thomas. See, that's the thing. The uh, difference... You know what, though? The only one I might disagree is, is the receiver. Because a great no. running game who can and a, a guy like McCaffrey that can catch it out of the backfield, that's tough. Yeah, but look at the teams that can't have don't have that re- look at the Patriots. Imagine if they had Michael Thomas on their team. Go look at the teams that can't run the ball, Pete. The teams who can run the ball are in the playoffs. They run the ball because their lines are good. So you All I'm saying is the difference between this running back and one and fifteen. For example, we came into the season thinking David Johnson was a top 10 running back. He's not even the number one running back on his own team anymore. He might not be the second running back on his own team anymore. That's, the, that's all I'm saying is I think the value of the position and the difference between one and 20 isn't that great. Whereas if you look through, you go to Aaron Donald's position and you go to the difference between one and 20, you're talking about Aaron Donald and David Bryan. So what are I the – what are the what are the – what positions are you not taking in the top 10 of, of a draft? You're not taking running Me? back. Yeah. Not taking running back. I'd be, I'd be, here's my philosophy on the guard, unless he's unreal. And I, I'd be hard pressed to take the guard because I think you could take a college tackle in the third or fourth round and move him inside and make him a guard. I believe that I've seen it happen. It's happened all over the league. Guys like Yonda, um, you know, Zach Martin, all those guys, they moved inside because they weren't good enough to play tackle, but they could play guard. Let's come back. Let's do. We'll that. take a look at the draft order. Okay, let's the do that. The top twenty has been confirmed after yesterday. You still want to work for me, Tony, as my assistant GM? No, I refuse to work <laughs> for you, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> back with more in a moment. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at likeamobile.us. The best way to feel love is to share it. At Jack Hanania's Subaru of Orange Park, we always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, the best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Jack Hanania's Subaru of Orange Park. Online at Subaru of Orange Park. Park.com. See dealer website for full details. 
Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard, week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com slash Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. They don't grow on trees, you know. He plays with so much passion, you know. He's only getting better. I mean, he's just scratching the surface. And you see it. I mean, he plays with so much tenacity, and he can change the game. Calais Campbell discussing Yannick Ngakwe after the game yesterday. TIAA Bank Field, and welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Jags finished the season 6-10. and 10. Uh, the, that, by the way, of course, the uh, regular season over now, so that means the top twenty draft selections are and now locked we, in, and, and we know uh, all the teams are going to play now next year. That's correct. Also, let's get to the draft. Though first, Cincinnati one, Washington, Detroit, the Giants, Dolphins, Chargers, Panthers, Cardinals are eight. The Jaguars now have the ninth overall pick. So if they we also have the 20th overall pick via the Los Angeles Rams. So, so 9 and 20. If we would have lost that game. Six. Six. I believe it could have been. Could have been sixth. Okay. Are you on the win the game and not worry about it train, or are you the it, lose the game for draft pick? It depends what hat I have on. You can change hats. Can't as you? a player or coach, I want to win the game, especially as a player. Because, like, as a player, you don't care about draft picks or any of that nonsense. I mean, you just don't care. And, and I never understood as a player how you go out on a field, especially in the game of football, not just, like, you better go hard. You better be physical. You better, you know, go full speed. Otherwise, bad things happen. People get hurt. You get hurt. And so, as a player, I didn't care about the draft. And I think as a coach, especially when you're, you know, fighting for your job and everything else, I don't think you care about the draft pick either. You want to win. The GM, it's depending on wh- where you sit. If you're a GM, I think, who is solidified in their role and everything else, I think you're secretly in the back of your mind saying, hey, if we lose this, I'll be okay with that, get a better draft pick. Um, owner fans, I, w- <coughs> I would think you're want to – I think as the GM and the owner of the team, you want to win that game just because winning is way better than losing. 
But then if you take the big picture in the in the account, you're saying I'd much rather be picking six than nine. But here's How about the- if you're the Dolphins, you lose, you win five games to surprise everybody, and the tanking's all uh, out of the window, and you still end up with a top five pick. That's a good season for the Dolphins. Well, but here's the other thing, Pete. You, you, I think you'll agree with this. Unless there's that quarterback that you know you just want, where you need to get him at one or two, or you know, depending on the number of quarterbacks, doesn't it more than anything about coming? It's about picking the right guy. Because listen, Luke Jokel, number two overall pick. How'd that work out? Not well. Not very good. Boring. That was a bad. That was an awful draft. Too, I'm though. not saying. I'm not even speaking of the draft. I'm just saying about getting the right guy. Bortles. Should have traded back that draft, but yes. Bortles. Didn't work, in the long run did not work out. It never did. I mean, well, they out. thought it did. They he got a new deal. Okay, but it didn't. Uh, correct. Uh, Fowler. Wrong guy. Got hurt. Okay. Rookie tra- r- but, training camp. But it was never the right guy for this. Correct. It, it didn't work out. You, didn't work you out. You traded him. Got what a third or fifth rounder, whatever it was. Third and fifth, maybe. Jalen Ramsey, great player. Got two first rounders, but not here. He's not here. What about Tyson Aluolo? Uh, yeah, Tyson. I mean, you can go through it. It's about picking the right guy more than anything. So whether you're six or nine, pick the right guy. Meaning, pick a good player. Because all the time, you great players come in the middle of the first, the end of the first. Yes, you'd rather have higher picks. It gives you, you know, a better opportunity to pick the guy you want. But I, I think, you know, Outside the quarterback, man, just get the right guy. The guy that fits what you want to do, that's a good player, that loves football. Josh Allen. And pick that guy. Josh Allen's that. He's that guy. Seems like it. Yeah. And he fell to them. I mean, that was like a surprise. They didn't think they were going to get him. But you can go through the history of the draft for this team or any other team. Yes, if you're not in the playoffs, you want to have a higher pick without a doubt. Just get, just having a higher pick does not guarantee you you get the right guy, and we've seen that. And that's a, I'm not taking a shot at anybody. That's just that's a fact. And so, I'd rather be six, but felt good to win yesterday, so we're nine. Would you consider packaging picks to move up at all? No. You need two players instead of one. I think there's enough holes in this roster right now. And the roster has enough issues that you need multiple players, multiple starters. You need to pick starters. You have three picks in the first 40 picks or 41 picks. Is that right? Yes. Three in the first 41, you need three starters. You need to pick three starters with those guys. They have to be good starters next year. That's a lot. Well, that's where, I mean, when you have a bunch of draft picks that you picked no longer on your team, and Ooh, yeah, I think you have to keep the picks. I don't think you package. But I mean, I mean, Pete, you disagree. You need three starters out of this draft to rebuild. Oh, I don't the think foundation. there's any. I don't think there's any question about that. To probably. rebuild the foundation of the of the of the team. So yes, you're not trading up for a quarterback. You're not doing if you have, you get enamored with one of these guys, and somehow Foles is not around. Enamored with room. who? I don't know. One of the rookies. One of the guys coming. Well, you're out not going to give up your whole draft to go up to one to get Burrows. I already told you what I think about uh, uh, Tua. Mm-hmm. I worry about the injuries. Herbert from Oregon is big arm guy, wildly inaccurate. 
Eason, you got to do a lot of work on him. So you know how that always goes, though. They, they kind of talk him, and then they they end up at the top of the draft board on draft night. A lot of times you know? they do. So I would not. I don't think. I mean, I'm going to do the work. I would do the work on the quarterbacks, but I think I'm getting hopefully three starters okay. with those top 41 picks. I'm I'm starting to rebuild the roster, rebuild some depth, and uh, see what and see what Minshew can do this year, and if that, and then maybe have to draft the quarterback next year. Hour one in the books. Hour two on deck. We'll recap all the top news of the day. On the locker cleanout day, we'll hear from some of the Jaguars in the locker room. We'll hear from the quarterback, Gardner Minshew, coming up. We'll discuss the 2020 Jaguars opponents, and we'll get your social media questions. Second hour coming up is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking <coughs> and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. The best way to feel love is to share it. At Jack Hanania's Subaru of Orange Park, we always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, the best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Jack Hanania's Subaru of Orange Park. Online at Subaru of orangepark.com. See dealer website for full details. For tile, wood, and stone, come to the nationwide low-price leader, Floor & Decor. The prices are the lowest you will find. Not only did we find lots of options, we were like, oh my gosh, it's so affordable. It's affordable no matter what your budget. I saved a lot of money at Floor & Decor. We came in under budget. Way under uh, budget. It's way under budget. It's really the best pricing. You're getting an incredible product for an amazing price. Why wouldn't you want to save money and make your house look great? I love to save money. Who doesn't like to save money? <laughs> Floor & Decor. Two Jacksonville area locations. Or visit floorandecor.com.
put up better numbers or similar numbers to guys like Kyler Murray, better. Daniel Jones, and top ten guys. <laughs> better. Better. Uh, so it obviously means something to you. I mean, yeah. What does that mean to you to be able to do that? I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, I think the biggest thing for me is um, helping my team win, and I did that better than any rookie quarterback, so that gets me fired up a little bit. But you know, you, you kind of can't help but you know compare yourself to those guys. Um, you know, especially when they they get taken for you. Um, you know, you kind of kind of always have that chip. You know, I, I still remember guys that got offered you know to schools I wanted to go to, and I didn't get those opportunities. So I still you know remember that. Gardner Minshew in the locker room today discussing his thoughts on his statistics and wins versus other rookie quarterbacks totals this year. A second hour of Jaguars happy hour underway. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. This is our final Monday show of the season. We will yeah. not have any more after that. Nine. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, I like his cockiness. This is pretty. He's got a little something to him, right, Pete? I, mean, I like it. I like it. I, I would say the same thing. Better. You're just as good as those. Better. You know, it's just, and they took it a little shot. I won more than any of them. I, I think that's great. I think he he believes in himself, and I think that's good. Quick note. Couple quick notes. Number nine draft picks in recent years. Mm, I like this. Two of note. Luke Keekley. Tyron Smith. Can we have those two right now? <laughs> yeah, you wish. And the last time the Jaguars picked number nine, you know who they picked? No. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tyson. Nope. He was ten. Reggie Williams. Ooh, wow. I think I'll take Keekley for two hundred. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I mean, there's. I just look to see if what kind of player you get in the nine spot. There's a nice mix there. You get two great players like that. You have a couple like Leonard Floyd was in the nine spot. He's not a bad player. He's not a great player. Uh, D. Milner was kind of a bust in that spot. So you, you get a, a mix of guys at number nine. But those are the two best in the last fifteen years. So what that. what does Gardner Minshew need to do in your mind to be the guy? To be a franchise quarterback that you can go win, because all that matters. I mean, here's, you know, everyone says, you know, well, you can win. You know, is Minshew the? Is he the guy that falls? Here's my question: Is that individual who's playing quarterback for you? Does he have the ability and the capabilities to win a trophy? Where you're sitting there holding the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year, can he win the big one? Can he get you there, and can he win it? Well. I think he'd have to have a bunch of stuff around him go right. I, I, I like what I saw from him yesterday more than any game I've seen him play, including the early ones. I thought he was more decisive. The ball came out. He read the field better. It was uh, vertical too, Pete. Yeah, it was much. This was the game that me, and I told you last week, I thought, oh, I don't know, he's a backup. He stood in there. He made the throws. He just looked much more comfortable in this game. And he looked like a guy that could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And, and up until yesterday, I wasn't so sure about that. Give me two things he has to improve to be. Pocket presence, first and foremost for me. And by that, I mean the phantom pressure at times he felt. And yesterday he was better at it, but you still see glimpses of it. That's number one. Um, 
Number two is probably identifying the coverages because I thought there were times where he got tricked at points in the season, and that comes with playing. I think as he plays, he's a smart kid. He'll get better at it. Is your arm strength still a knock? Yeah, that's the one thing. I, I, I still think his arm needs to get a little bit stronger so he can drive the ball down the middle of the field. Agreed. This, this was the first game in the second half that we saw him work in the middle of the field yeah. between the hashes. And we do, you, do you think that he doesn't work the middle of the hashes because he knows his arm isn't that good? Either that or he can't see it. You know, he's not the biggest guy. You know, you know Drew Brees, you ever talk to, you know, listen to Drew Brees, he, he sees it through lanes. And he learned to be able to see through lanes. And, and he's so good and he knows what's happening down the field. He can anticipate and see it. Right. He told me he threw a, one year he threw a hundred and something passes without seeing the receiver. Because <laughs> he, he, he knows the coverage and he knows where the receiver's supposed to be. And they rep it and rep it and rep it. And I think you got to do that with Minshew. It's got to get to something like that. He's got to be one of those cerebral quarterbacks. And his arm has to get stronger. You're right. <coughs> Excuse me. No question that, about th- it. That, that's, the only, I mean, that's the big question I have with Gardner. Is can he develop a little more? It's not like, it's not like he has a super weak arm. But can he just get that one extra notch where he can drive it in the middle of the field? And can he get proficient enough in reading defenses? Because he's not always going to see it over the middle because all the bodies in front of him, the big offensive lineman, because he's not a big man, where he can get so proficient in understanding defenses and see it through the lanes and be able to work the entire field. How do you work on arm strength? Is it weight room stuff? Is it on the field throwing? I mean, quarterbacks. It worked for him, whatever he did. Yeah, whatever. I'd start talking to Drew Brees, Tom Brady, those type of guys, and say, hey, what would you guys do? Well, then, don't you remember Drew Brees came out of Purdue with the knock that his arm wasn't good enough, and then he tore his rotator cuff and labrum and everything else, and he had to rebuild his arm. And and he was the bionic man. Yeah, he's, it's not like and Drew's never had the strongest arm, but it's good enough. He can drive the ball down the field. I'd say. Yeah, you have to be able to drive the ball. I think first and foremost, that's number one. And that you're right, Tony. That's a big issue. But you got to admit, pocket presence and deciphering defenses are, are two other problems for him. Well, the. The recognition of defenses is you have to believe, and because he's smart, is going to improve with experience. He'll just have seen things, and he is very cerebral. Um, the pocket presence, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Pete, but I, I thought he was great yesterday. I thought at, t- at times at the beginning of the year he was very good. He went on, he went through a stretch where he was trusting his legs too much, so it was real quick. And yesterday you saw him take a deep breath, go through the progressions, and run much less than we had seen leading up to the game against the Colts. It was also protected better, I thought. Well, that helps. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. well, I mean, that's why we're talking about You probably need to draft an offensive line. Maybe two. We were talking about this on the postgame show last night. Of the offensive linemen, how many are back starting next year? Linder. Taylor. Taylor, Linder, for sure. Linder and Taylor. I think Norwell's coming back. I don't know that. I think he's coming back. He might have to take a cut if they're, or restructuring or skimming or whatever they want to call it. Right. Now he has to be willing to do that. But if you go look or at Or they his, let him go. You go look at his overall grades. Um, I think there's. He wasn't still, bad. He wasn't. He was, he was above average. Yep. I think either you draft a left tackle, move Cam inside, or let him compete for the left tackle job. Or if you don't get a left tackle in the draft that you uh, think can be that starter. I would move Will Richardson out to left tackle where he started the first two weeks of the season. I thought he played pretty well. And I'd make it an open competition between Cam Robinson and uh, Will Richardson. 
Like I just looked at a mock draft that had them picking number nine, and it had them taking C.D. Lamb with Andrew Thomas, the left tackle out of Georgia, on the board. I can't see that happening in a million years. Um, I would not think so. I think that would be a mistake. I mean, and then they had him taking a corner with the twentieth pick. I mean, you look at this. You look at this team right now. They they couldn't stop the run because of the front seven. I think the linebackers aren't very good right now. And you have a front with that lost Darius, and he's getting older. We talked about Calais getting older. Uh, Yannick's not a big run stuffer. I think Josh Allen can be outstanding at it. Uh, Taven Bryant, Bryant is too up and down still. Uh, showed some flashes of some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Avery had his best year when he was a rotational player, not the starter. His best years. So I, 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 I really think you need big people. I would focus on the middle of the defense. Defensive tackles, linebacker. middle linebacker, safety. That's where they – so Wait, so you're, you're drafting a middle linebacker and admitting that the paying, paying Miles Jack was a mistake then? Well, I'm moving him to Will because I don't think he's a middle linebacker. Then you're admitting that drafting Quincy Williams was a mistake. I'm moving him to Will. I don't think he's a middle linebacker, and I, I think you need to draft a middle linebacker. Well, Tony, if they go to a 3-4 hybrid look, he might too be. we say he might be too little for the inside on that defense, but Levante David made a nice transition to playing it in Tampa for Todd Bowles. You're saying who might be too little for that? Jack. Jack, is, Pete, have you seen him lately? There's nothing little about him. <laughs> He's bigger Wait. than he was, actually, but yeah. Well, he's gained story. some weight, huh? <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> little. another story. Nothing. Yeah, it looked like he did. And I know he's had problems with that in the past, so. But, so could you play him in that role next to another linebacker with Ngakwe and, and Allen as your edge guys in that situation? Yeah. I mean, and you would play, it. and if you brought Calais down, he would be one of the down guys. Avery Jones might be one, and maybe Taven Bryan would be the other. So you're now, you're... So are you saying if you were the, uh, you'd get rid of Todd Wash? I'd consider it. And I don't think if you're Doug Marone, you can get rid of your coordinators if you're back, because I think it's really hard to hire top end coordinators if they know it's a kind of a one one year, year prove it type of deal. And what if that's what they want in terms of him to do is get rid of his coordinators and go find new ones? Again, I think it's hard if you don't have a multi-year commitment to go get the good coaches because the really the top end coaches have options. Well, the top end ones do, but San Francisco took a took Robert uh, Salah off the off the Jaguars thing and uh, made him what, into a heck of a coach. What's his name? Now he's getting <laughs> Salah. Now he's getting uh, now he's getting head second, coaching interviews. Second time's the charm. Good job, Pete. So, Salah, I love that. It's not, no, it's not. I know what it is. It's Salah. I know what it is. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? That that to me is like somebody you could find somebody like that. That's willing to, to play that. One, willing to take a one year deal? Well, he probably won't take a one year deal. But if he's good enough, they might keep him. Hell, they might make him the head coach. Yeah, maybe. I mean. Let me see what he at. Josh Allen yesterday. How many snaps do you think? 
I would say 29. You're low. It's 32. It's not enough. Well, he did get a stinger. He missed a couple series, I think. That's right. There were 56 snaps on defense, by the way. Yeah, so he played 60% yeah, of the he snaps. Played, he played. Yesterday was okay. Yesterday was better. Because not a lot of guys played that many snaps. Will you admit that? Will you say admit? Not admit, well, but will you will agree I admit? With me that, like what? We want answers, Tony. What Tate am I and Brian was good yesterday. I, I, I this is the only game I haven't watched the tape of all year. But you were at the game. You saw him. I mean, look good. Yeah, he had a couple. Spa- he had a couple splash plays. Absolutely. He, to me, his is a consistency issue, and he got better throughout the year. So, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Forced fumble. I don't okay. even think he saw it come out. He, he was it. getting ready to dance. He kicked it. Quick question. Are Ronnie Harrison and Jared Wilson the starting safeties in 2020? I think you got to draft a safety. I agree. So you need a corner, a safety, a line, middle linebacker, and a big body on defense. Yes. Might as well just overhaul the whole damn thing. That's where we are. Let's come and back. What do you need on offense? L- offensive tackle, offensive line, tight end. end. Tight end. Maybe two tight ends. Two. Uh, you need a back or two. Uh, at least one back. Wide receiver. Playmaker, wide receiver, maybe. I mean, that, wide, you... Like, wide receiver's down the line for me. I'm not saying. Hey, the Jones kid looked like a big body guy. Did Charles he gain Jones? weight or something in the last 12, eight months around there? The tight end? It didn't stand out to me, Pete, but I was, I, you know, maybe. How do you, he looked like he was decent in the run game? He's no? a good he's a good run blocker. That was always the book on him. He's right? a very good run blocker. So maybe well, that's, another well, that's use him. Maybe another tight end and him. But you need you need someone dynamic that work. You know, in a perfect world, you'd have your run blocker. And let's say it's Charles Jones. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have a you know a good hybrid, a guy who can is a sufficient blocker, but can really uh, stress a defense uh, in the pass game. Let's come back. By the way, Andrew yes. Norwell, real quick. PFF yes. grade, oh, highest of the offensive players. All year? No, yesterday. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. Social media questions when we come back for the final time in the 2019. Yeah, this is it. This season. is a sad day for me always, and I know everyone listening, this is their favorite show. Um, and so we're sorry it's only during the season. Back with more in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. 
There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at likeamobile.us. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. The best way to feel love is to share it. At Jack Hanania's Subaru of Orange Park, we always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, the best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Jack Hanania's Subaru of Orange Park. Online at SubaruofOrangePark.com. See dealer website for full details. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let anyone take away this unbelievable moment, all right, of a great job by guys that got an opportunity to play today, and some of our guys that are, 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 are been here for a while made plays today, okay, all right, and we won this game not because of anything else, all right, but because of the guys in this room. Great job. This year we're going to build character. What we went through this year, the way we finish is going to build character. That's going to allow us to go places next year. Whoever's going to be here, man, put the work in. This is what could be. This is how every game should be. It's a division game at home. You win the division games, you win the division, you go to the playoffs, you give yourself a chance. I appreciate everybody in here, man. Hey, hey, we family. Win, lose, or draw, we family. We stay together through it all, and I appreciate y'all. Last time, every family on three. One, two, three. That's in the locker room yesterday after the Jaguars win. Doug Marone and then Calais Campbell breaking the team down. Jaguars happy hour continues. We're also family here. Uh, hey, Pete, well, that, well, that family is breaking up. This family stays together. That's right. Uh, That's Pete, right. do you buy the carryover of winning the last game in the no, next No, no, no. <laughs> Never. See, They're entirely Tony? different teams. How can it carry over? Face contorted like a, like he just said, uh, sucked you know, a lemon. Used to, Coughlin used to say that all the time. I go, no, Tom, it doesn't carry over. Yeah, it doesn't. I, don't, I don't think it is either. I, I mean, it feels good. But you, I mean, yeah, and you go into the off season. Okay, we won a game. 
does it would you rather be eight and eight and lose the last one or your record what it is now and win that last one come on doesn't carry over so the teams that lose in the postseason that carries over too no it doesn't none of it carries over it's entire it's entirely different teams they're they how many guys are going to be starting in the same spot going into next year let's go through it let's go through it Okay. The, the, um, we don't quick. know who the starting quarterback is going to be yet. No, let's do defense first. I don't okay. think Boye, Boye will not be back, I do not think. No, gone. I think one of the two safeties will be starting. One of them. Probably I don't know Wilson. Which one. I think Trey Herndon will be starting. I think That's two. DJ Hayden will be your nickel. That's three. I think uh, Josh Allen. Four. I think Taven is going to be starting. Five. Miles, Miles Jack at a different position at will. Okay, um, I and I'm not going to name them. Three of the five offensive linemen, nine or two, two. We'll we'll say three, nine. Uh, Chark, ten. Fournette, Fournette, eleven. That's it. So it's entirely different team. And say, well, one of the the quarterback, quarterback, the quarterback who's starting is on the roster. So eleven, let's say 12, eleven or twelve. Right, not a lot for carryover. It's a lot of new, a lot of new faces. Starting. By the way, you asked me if Norwell was the highest rated offensive player. Uh, he is not for the season. Who is Pete? Linder. Uh, Linder. Brandon Linder. About the that? number two ranked offensive player is for the season was DJ Chark. Worst grade of all the players uh, on the offense went to of the starters. They gave well. Cam Robinson had, had a terrible grade. My, he had the, by far the worst grade. But AJ Can's grade wasn't good, and they gave Taylor a bad grade. <laughs> Who's the highest rated defensive player for the season? It's easy. Class. Yeah, it's easy. Who's second? I bet you Trey Herndon's up there pretty high. He's not. He's number one, Calais. Number two, (laughs) here we go, Jacksonville. Have at it. Taven Bryan. Number three, DJ Hayden. Number four. No, number three is Yannick Ngagwe. Number four is DJ Hayden. Number five is um, the rest of them all in red, so I'm trying to look. You said Trey Herndon? No, not even close. So I'm not going to get into PFF. Like, I think they're great at their <laughs> analytics. I think all the data they put together, trends. and <laughs> He always has to preface it by saying that. I do. But However. Their grades. I just think it's hard to grade a player when you don't know what their assignment is. But you can look at the body of work and say this guy is in the minus for the season. You would Taven Bryan wouldn't be the number two player on that defense in any way, shape, or form. No, that's my point. If you look at the defense, no one's going to say the second best player on the defense is Taven Bryan, or the guy who had the second best year on defense. Okay, here's even better: the second best run defensive grade on the team went to Taven Bryan. Well, they didn't. None of them played well against the run this year. No, so but it's relative. They gave right? Calais a good run defensive grade, but that's it. 
Let's get to some social questions. Um, let's start off with at J. Matt Moore. I think a case can be made that Minshew played better than all the first-round quarterbacks. While he certainly has been rather inconsistent and times bad, do you think that says something about his ceiling? What would each of you do about the quarterback situation if you were GM? We touched on this earlier, but let's rehash it again. Pete, what would you do? I would uh, try and get Foles to retire. Please, Nick, retire. Go spend time with the family. That would be my first priority. If he wouldn't do that, then I would try and trade him. If I couldn't trade him, then I'd go to camp with those two and go compete for the job with Minshew taking the first snaps. Tony, you look exhausted. Well, I mean, Pete is like wishing. Why would he retire, Pete? He's not going to walk away from money. Come on. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying I would hope he would. I know, but that's why you're you're a bad GM. That's dumb. (laughs) That's a good GM. You're getting that money off the books. That's a great GM. No, but you're hoping. You don't have a plan. Hope is not a plan, Pete. Hope well, is a good thing. My plan know. wouldn't have included signing him to that stupid contract. Oh, you're the, you have him now. Um, I think you go into camp with both of them. I don't think it, you, I'm not going to trade a draft pick for someone to take his salary. Uh, no way. Um, you wouldn't trade a fourth to take his salary. Fifth. Well, you just said you wouldn't trade a draft pick. I got you already negotiating you down. Six. <laughs> Seven. Um, I'd give up a five for him. I'm going into camp. I'm going to camp. Minshew's a starter, but it's a competition to see who wins it out. Okay. But then you go into the season. No. I'm naming my starter week three preseason, and that's the guy. We're not doing this, you know. Oh, he's not looking over his shoulder. We're not game. doing this Mario Grant stuff. And I tell the guys going in, whoever wins it, you're the guy for the year. How many of these quarterback competitions are actually real competitions? Um, I think at the good places they are. I mean, I'll go back to Russell Wilson beat out uh, uh, the kid from Green Bay. What was his name? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Flat beat him out. Well, they're real. They're particularly real when you don't have one. I mean, and Jacksonville doesn't have one yet. So they got to find him. So that's why it's a, it will be a legitimate competition. But I'm with Tony. The guy who wins it can't be getting yanked in and out and playing tight because he's looking over his shoulder. It's his job, period. Let's move forward. Next question. Okay, let's From do. At Hodari11, if Khan lets go of Marone, what coach do you believe will be the best fit for the organization? And what was the biggest blunder this past year? Um, I'm not going to do that because I don't like talking about other coaches taking a job that is not vacant, especially when it's in our own backyard. Correct. Doug Marone. But I will. I will. Okay, I won't. So let me finish, Pete. There you go. Doug Marone's the head coach. Um, I think Doug Marone is a good coach. I think he is a good foot, you know. And you think he's still going to be the head and coach? I still think he's going to be the head coach. So I'm not going to. I mean, that's a dumb question. For me, it's a fair question. I just don't like it. What was the biggest blunder then? Oh, where do you want to start? Um, Nick Foles, signing Nick Foles, biggest blunder by far. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Nick Foles. And that's the biggest blunder. What do you mean, hindsight's twenty twenty? It is. Okay, it is. I mean. Okay. See, you agree. You would. You agree that that's the biggest blunder. Well, a close second. When you pay the, that kind of money to a quarterback and he's sitting on his ass on the bench, that's the biggest blunder. Yeah, close second is the Jalen Ramsey saga. But that one might actually end up working in their advantage. They got rid of them. They got two first round. I'm just saying for this year, just the whole yeah. thing and how it kind of the way things went. 
And then the, actually, the, and I'll say even the bigger blunder than both of those was the run defense. That was that was not a good one. Last I mean, you know, it got me thinking: Is Jalen Ramsey a bad pick now that they netted two ones for him? It depends what those two ones produce. I think we did this the other night, right? I mean, the other week where we went through the draft picks and we couldn't really figure out, is that a good pick or not? It was a good pick at the time, but you don't know what the return is yet. But Tony's right. If the, the picks they get are good value and good players, yeah. it's a hit. Uh, you want to answer the first part of the question, Pete? Yeah. What? Who would be some of the candidates? I yeah. mean, you'd have to call Josh McDaniels. I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, I, why wouldn't you call Greg Roman? Look what he's done. Now, you have a different offense, but a different quarterback, but the guy's done some brilliant stuff in Baltimore. I think um, Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator. Mike McCarthy would be at the top of my list. I, I'd give Mike McCarthy a call. I think there's a lot of guys out there. What about? But I'm with Tony. I think Doug's coming back. What about, and not for here, other places, because, again, I'm not going to talk about any coaches because Doug is our coach, and, and until we find out anything different, you know, he's the guy we're rolling with. Um, you don't play anymore. He's not your coach. You're in the media. Okay. I'm part of the organization, Pete. I'm not selfish. <laughs> I'm not selfish like you. What about Eric Bieniemy? I love Eric Bieniemy. I think Eric Eric Bieniemy is going to interview in Carolina. I think he's going to get a couple other interviews. I think he would be a really good coach. It's an interesting in study. If you look at Andy Reid's coaching tree, guys who coach for Andy Reid have had a ton of success yep. in the NFL, especially when you compare it to other coaching trees. And naming one big one, Bill Belichick. But you look at the guys who coach for Andy Reid. Uh, Harbaugh, McDermott, uh, Nagy. Uh, the, uh, who's the coach? And Nagy, the, verdict, the verdict's still out on Nagy. What about the coach? Uh, Peterson. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Eric Bieniemy would be a great coach. I think he's going to get hired in this cycle. How can he you faces say, some of how, the problems that Nagy you know, face was people always say, well, it's Andy Reid's offense. How do you, how do you why are you down on Nagy? He was coach of the year last year. They won seven or eight games. I don't this think year. he did a good job this year. That's why he doesn't have a quarterback, Pete. Yeah. I also don't like the way he calls games at times. That's it's me. I, I don't know. I, maybe he's restricted by the fact that his quarterback isn't good. Next um, question. I think, I think Stefanski is going to get in the mix at the Vikings offensive coordinator. Uh, he almost got the Cleveland job last time. He's going to be in that thing. Uh, there's, there's Ron Rivera's getting the Redskins job. That one's pretty much done. And then Matt Rule, you keep hearing Matt Rule to the Giants. If that, and then the Cowboys haven't fired Jason Garrett yet. But if they fire him, I think they're going to go target Lincoln Riley. But after the other night, I mean, the guy hasn't had a defense in, in his whole entire time there. Well, you don't. I mean, number one, Jerry does not have to fire Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett's contract is up. He can just let him walk. Well, it's technically a firing. Well, no, technically it's not, Pete. Uh, okay, semantics. He's going to let him. He's going to wait to January 18th when his contract is done to to let him go to, before hiring somebody. Yeah, probably. I don't think so. Do he's him. Uh, next question, and this is a topic we've covered already, but let's rehash it again. A lot has been made about Unique and the possibility of using the franchise tag. Is this a viable answer to keeping 91 around for the long term, given the other salary cap situations on the team? Why or why not? Well, if you don't sign him long term, you you got to keep him around with that, right? And then maybe negotiate again. 
Um, that's your tool. It's that's not what a long term solution. It's a one year. It's a, a short term solution, and uh, I th- I would use it. One hundred percent, I would use it. I would use it too. That's really what I'm you not have. Letting, I'm not letting a 25 year old pass rusher go out the door. I'm just not. Not with, and Tony, you always talk about it. What are you replacing him with? That's right. Now he's not going to be happy though. Uh, everyone has to understand that. You sign him to uh, you. You put the tag on him. Jan is going to well, be. Wait, tag him and then living. negotiate and come up with a better deal. That just gives you more time to do it. I agree. Next question at Terrence L. Hayes. Tony said we should start the offseason with a quarterback competition between Foles and Minshew. Didn't the team just do this for 16 games? Was Minshew's performance as the top rookie quarterback not enough to at least allow him to lead us into 2020? Well, if you listen to what I actually said, I said Minshew has the head start. He is the, he is going to be the guy who's going to take the first team reps first. But I, I don't buy just riding off Nick Foles because of a two-and-a-half game sample size after you paid him $88 million. Now, don't make a decision just because you paid him $88 million. That's the worst thing that teams can do. But he has a small sample size of what you, we have seen. Here's the thing. In training camp, JP, you were at every practice. Pete, you came to some. I was at a lot of them. Was there any, Was it even close when you watched Minshew and Foles? No. Wasn't even close? No. It was clear. It was a clear that Foles was the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. He got hurt on the 11th play, which everyone forgets. He got hammered and threw a f- perfect pass. Comes so back. So who's taking the first snap next, next season in September? I would be if I was laying money right now. I'm saying I think Minchie wins the battle for entertainment purposes only, of course. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't bet on sports ever, Thank you. never, ever, ever. Yes. Ever. So who would it? So who would it be? Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Thank you. Ever. Just clarifying. Never. Vaselli, who would it be? I think uh, it's. I would have a competition, like I said. Foles. Is, I mean, uh, Minchie's going to take the first team reps uh, for the first OTA. They're both going to have opportunities. The better quarterback will play opening day. Right now, I would say I would lean towards it being Minshew. Well, then, then that solidifies that the twenty million dollar quarterback was a total disaster. That would probably say that yes. Hypothetically, here, Pete, if they do somehow get Foles off the books, they're drafting a guy, right? They should get down on their knees and thank the high heavens, right? And uh, then they're drafting a guy at that point. I'm drafting a quarterback no matter what. I am too at some point. And if two is there when I'm picking at nine, I got to do my due diligence on that injury and go look at him. And I might take him. I don't disagree with Pete. How many left-handed quarterbacks are there in the league right now? There aren't many. Well, there's that aging guy, Mark Brunel. He's still around. Isn't he? he only played <laughs> 35 years. <laughs> How many years did Brunel play? Like, 28? 20, 20 years. Yeah. 20. It's unbelievable. God bless them. But there aren't many, I think, active right now, come to think of it. Yeah. Just an oddity. Uh, well, final there question. many of them in the history, though. Yeah. I mean, Stabler? Right. Lefty, Boomer? Uh, yeah. Bobby Brown. Douglas. Oh, Steve, talk about Steve Young. Steve Young. Talk about Bobby Douglas, the worst passer you've ever seen in your entire life. Wasn't Will Fuhr left-handed? Yes. So that would have actually made you a left tackle then at that time. <laughs> what? 
You never heard that argument because if he's left-handed, Mark Brunel was Mark Brunel was left-handed. You were you were right tackle. He said it didn't make any sense. (laughs) You said it backwards, Pete. That's okay. Uh, Final question. This is actually from the uh, game yesterday at J Coon Coon Two. What was the biggest difference for the offense this game that helped them have greater success? I thought they were more aggressive. I thought they played looser. They played looser. Let's just say it. No, I thought they were more aggressive. They were more vertical. They came out throwing it early. And we heard Doug that was Rose, a team that looked like it didn't care if it turned the ball over. They played looser. We well, Pete, I'll say this: Doug Marone actually said it. So did Flip during that five-game stretch, especially at the end of it, that they were going to try to shorten games. Yes. And I thought they were very conservative. And this is what I said earlier this morning. And some people didn't like the the, the comment. And it was on Twitter. I wasn't saying anything negative about Leonard Fournette. I just felt like they forced it to shorten the game and just to be this very conservative pound the just pound it pound it pound it and you know be very conservative and try not to make mistakes try to keep, get it into the fourth quarter and see if you can win a football game which was a disaster you know what that, thought, when you I, say you're going to shorten the game you know what that says that you're playing not to lose rather than to win that's what that is that's fair and i thought yesterday they came out and they were way more aggressive yep i agree and it looked better All right. Social questions are in. Let's come back. We'll review Black Monday so far. Oh, scary. And then before the end of the show, we'll take a look at Wild Card Weekend. We're not going to hear you do your Monday night thing tonight. That's done. It's over. You have to pick one of the Wild Card games. You got to do it for the Wild Card game. I mean, you have to do all four if you want. No, just do one. And you have to do do it on No no script. No script. You got to do it off the top of your head. I want the music, and we're going to judge it. It's a tradition like no no other. We have to finish with that. That's coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, Back with a look at Black Monday after this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. The best way to feel love is to share it. At Jack Hanania's Subaru of Orange Park, we always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, the best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Jack Hanania's Subaru of Orange Park. Online at SubaruofOrangePark.com. See dealer website for full details. Okay, so we're here to see who's going to go for the win. First off, Molly took it to the next level with the chairs and the coolers. Here comes Emma, bringing it with those killer boots and that portable grill. Oh my, I think she's going for it. Um, Mom, I think the hot dogs are on fire. Hold on, honey. Ladies, where did you go to get ready for the game? Steinmart. Visit any one of our six locations in Jacksonville for all your tailgating needs as we proudly support the Jaguars this season. Steinmart, saving is a beautiful thing. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. 
Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at likeamobile.us. Jaguars happy hour rolls along. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco. The day after the 2019 season, our final program on a Monday... We will have Thursday, Jaguars Happy Hour, uh, really all off-season. The Doug Marone Show will um, will uh, come up the next few weeks as well. So well, um, maybe. Yeah, well, there will be an hour of programming, <laughs> two hours either way, depending on what's going on. We'll find out hopefully the next few days uh, what's happening. The next scheduled Doug Marone Show is Thursday night. Let's put it that way. So um, speaking of, Black Monday. To, uh, today and earlier, obviously the Panthers fired Ron Rivera. That was December third. That's still vacant, right, Pete? And what's the what's the kind of yes. the feel in Carolina right now? Offensive, young offensive guy or an offensive guy. Maybe Mike McCarthy. They've talked to him. Maybe Kevin Stefanski, Eric Bieniemy, Josh McDaniels. The usual names there. Washington Redskins. Ron Rivera reportedly in there, and Bruce Allen out. Pete. Well, I mean, after about forty years, it's time for Bruce Allen to go and. Uh, uh, here's this problem, and you guys know this. The problem in Washington is the owner. That's the problem. And he, he, no matter who he hires, how he hires, the type of coach he hires, he's just not winning. And that's why it's the problem. I'm glad for Ron Rivera. The good news for Ron Rivera is if he does get the job and it's not finalized yet, uh, he will have control of the 53-man roster. He will also be able to bring in a personnel guy to work with him. I think that's very important for him. Pat Shermer out of the Giants? Yeah, not, not surprising. No? No, no should have happened. Uh, not, a good, not a good you know, tenure in Cleveland, not a good tenure with the Giants. The only thing I could have thought of if to bring him back is you have a young quarterback, and now you're changing offenses again. And so that from that standpoint, sometimes they keep the coach for continuity. That's usually a mistake. I think the Giants got it right. Matt Rule, who was born in New York, lived in New York, Worked for the Giants at one point with Dave Gettleman. I think he's the leading candidate to go become the coach of the Giants. Freddie Kitchens, one and done in Cleveland, and they've got a track record of head coaching changes, the Haslams, as owners. Well, that's, it was the wrong hire, first of all. 
I mean, that's, but I they let Baker Mayfield make the hire. Right. You can, I mean, never, you, can, you can never allow your quarterback or your players to make the hire. That's well, here's bad, the thing. They, they, were five, they were 5 2 and 1, and everyone gave Freddie Kitchens all the uh, credit, but it was really Greg Williams who was the head coach when they did that. If anything, they should have just kept Greg there as the head coach and let Greg build the staff. I mean, if you wanted to have continuity based on what you, d- you did to finish the season out. But Freddie Kitchens, the start last year, was a running back coach. Got the job because Todd Haley got fired midseason, and I think they put him in a tough uh, situation. And he could well, yeah. They they he was set up to fail. He wasn't a. He wasn't ready for the job. B. They got all the the bells and whistles and forgot to get the meat and potatoes. I mean, they had one of the worst. The right ta- that right and left tackle on that team were atrocious. They, and so you have all those egos on that offense without the ability to protect the quarterback, and then he didn't play well. So. I, they, he was set up to fail. It should have never happened. Now who's going to get the job? If you're Josh McDaniels and you grew up 30 minutes away from there, imagine he grew up a Browns fan. Is that your dream job? Do you go back to Ohio and, and take that job? Knowing that the Haslam's have the quick trigger, I don't know if I would take that if I were Josh McDaniels. Is, uh, is Odell Beckham Jr. going to be back? Yes. Yes. You don't let that go out the door. You make the move to go get well, him. You he, don't... he did nothing. What do you mean? Let him out the door. It was. Well, he was hurt all year, too. He had the it... core muscle, supposedly, that's been bothering him for about six weeks. It's been a disaster. And the offensive line was terrible. Do you – who got the better of that deal? The Giants or the, or, the, um, or the Browns? What did the Giants get for him? They got Peppers, who yeah. hasn't didn't work out for him. And what draft picks did they get? I mean, then there was the the trade for uh, Olivier Vernon. Remember that one? For I think the Giants uh, got the they got the Browns' deal. first round pick. Yeah, like Odell Beckham is a like super talented. But tell me the last time a team like he helped a team win, right? Would you take right now if you were the Giants? Are you glad you got the 17th overall pick in exchange for uh, for Beckham? Yeah, and uh, Jabril Peppers played pretty well the first half of the season, Pete. Then he got safety. hurt. Yeah, yeah, he played pretty well at strong safety. He's okay. He's okay. But the the Giants got the better of the Zeitler for uh, Vernon trade. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a mistake on the part of that that front office. But to answer your question about Kitchens, he was in over his head. Now they have to go find the guy that can bring that whole thing together. Good luck. The um, the other names that have been declared safe, at least so far, Adam Gase with the Jets, getting more He's time back. there. Matt Patricia with the Lions, getting more time. That one surprised me. That one surprised me. Did it? They Well, they fired Jim Coldwell after two, what, nine and seven seasons? Yep. Hmm. The uh, Falcons brain trust is back. GM and we thought that was going to happen, Tony. Well, when you were up there for the, you thought that was going to happen too. I, well, I, that team kind of rallied around that guy. They and, finished. And, 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 they started one and seven, finished six and two. Yeah, I, 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 I would have brought him back too. And you think it's over in Dallas? Yes. Whether it's a matter semant- of days, the semantics of it. Whether it's yeah, I, I, I see no non- scenario, no scenario where Jason Garrett's back as head coach. Would you hire Lincoln Riley? Um, 
I don't know. He's the hot name right now. I don't you know, know. Somebody in my office was saying, oh, well, look, Kingsbury went there and had success, and he couldn't win in the Big 12. You know, because he done a, Kingsbury actually did a nice job in Arizona. They didn't win a lot of games, but they got better. But there's a big difference between coaching at Texas Tech and coaching at Oklahoma, considering what you have to work with. I think Lincoln Riley's a really good coach. I think he'd have success in the NFL. But, Tony, you know this. You play – it's more about how you handle and de- your roster and your locker room and delegate as much as it is for X's and O's. Well, it's your presence. It's your leadership. It's your ability to get, you know, 53 type A men who have, a, you know, are half crazy. I mean, all of us are crazy in this game. To all of us are crazy in the world. So let, let's stop there. Right? But to, Everybody's crazy. But, but to look at you as the man and say, I'm going to follow this guy. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to do what he asks. I'm going to play hard for him. I mean, that's the job of the head coach and getting good coordinators. Right. And if there's an incident dealing with it, not allowing somebody else to get away with one thing while you're penalizing somebody else. There's got to be all consist- consistency. Uh, I just think there's a lot more than just calling plays. And when you look at Lincoln Riley, look, it looks like he can handle it, but it's a big difference handling grown men and handling college kids. Who was the last college coach to go to the NFL and have success in the NFL? Pete Carroll. Well, he yeah. didn't have success in the NFL the right away. Time. Yeah. Okay. He was already a coach in the NFL. No, but he went to he was a college coach, won multiple national titles. Left SC, But he had already been a head coach the in the NFL. That. You're missing my point. He came from college. He won national titles at college. Was, That's not what JP's asking you. Yes. JP's asking you First about a guy who was up. in college and took the leap to the NFL. Pete Carroll had already been in the NFL Correct. before he went back to college. Correct. Uh John Robinson did it back in the day with the Rams. He had success at the Rams. Bill uh, Walsh did it. Yes. Jimmy Bill, Johnson did it. Jimmy yes. Johnson, Bill Walsh. Uh, Switzer won, won a Super Bowl. I'm trying to think who else has done it. Like yeah, Switzer. I mean, Switzer yeah, rolled the balls out. That team yeah. won, it, won it by itself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Didn't coach anybody. But uh, uh, Nick Saban didn't yeah. do it. Nick Saban yeah. didn't do well doing it. No. Nope. But who, okay, listen. Who are the last ones who actually made the jump? I, I, it, it's been a while. Well, I mean, people. You always hear the. Um, the the well Coughlin did it. I mean that was a yeah, while ago. So. That's ninety five, yeah. Ninety four. What about he had, uh he had been what, the NFL too. What about Urban Meyer? Would he be a good good NFL head coach? Uh, yeah, I don't know, Tony. I think I he mean, would. I, I think he has a presence about him. I think there's I think he would be. He's organized, good communicator, good leader. I think he'd be I think he put together a good staff. I think Urban Okay, here's a couple other ones. Dennis Erickson. What do you think? Oh, I just think think there's a track record of him when the pressure's really tight, not being able to handle physically. I hear he's more of an – yeah, he's more the delegator, the overseer, so that would work in the end. That's what I said. That's why I think he did. Yeah. Uh, How about – here, I'll give you a couple other ones. Yeah, real quick. Bobby Petrino. That didn't work. Didn't work already. Uh, Dennis Erickson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Butch Davis. Oh, that's right. Didn't yeah. work. Mike Riley. Did not work. June Jones. Did not work. Uh, Chan Galley. Okay. He was the head coach of the Bud Birmingham Wilkin- Fire. Bud Wilkinson. 
Didn't work. It's a wild card. <laughs> All right, let's go. We got to go to break. Let's come back. Uh, we'll preview We're wild card. We're going to Bud Wilkerson. <laughs> Lane Bud Kiffin. Wilkerson out. Lane, youngest NFL coach right. ever. He was rolling in the, with the Raiders. Yeah, he was popular out there, too, with the ownership, I heard, too. Uh, back in a moment, wild card weekend preview after this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. How would you like to see your child roaming the same field as our Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, you can if your child is selected as Daly's Kickoff Kid. One Daly's Kickoff Kid is chosen before every Jaguars home game to run onto the field and retrieve the tee after the Jaguars kickoff. Your child will also be on the field for the game's official coin toss. Winners receive four club seats, pregame field passes, an autographed Jaguars football, and lots of awesome treats from Daly's. Register your child today at jaguars.com forward slash Daly's K-O-K. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. There's a new player in town. Leica Mobile is the official mobile network provider of the Jaguars. With prepaid phone plans starting at only $19 per month, you can enjoy unlimited nationwide talk, text, and data, even unlimited international calls to more than 70 destinations. Make the call and switch to Leica Mobile today. For a limited time, participate in a sweepstakes to win two free Jaguars tickets. For the official rules, terms, and conditions, visit the offers page at leicamobile.us. 20% discount for all Jags fans with code JAGUARS20 on any purchase at likeamobile.us. Okay, so we're here to see who's going to go for the win. First off, Molly took it to the next level with the chairs and the coolers. Here comes Emma, bringing it with those killer boots and that portable grill. Oh my, I think she's going for it. Um, Mom, I think the hot dogs are on fire. Hold on, honey. Ladies, where did you go to get ready for the game? Steinmart. Visit any one of our six locations in Jacksonville for all your tailgating needs as we proudly support the Jaguars this season. Steinmart. Saving is a beautiful thing. Final few minutes of Jaguars happy hour on a Monday for this 2019 season. This is the last show. This is it. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco. Tony is on Twitter digging deep, even in the final moments of the show. Pete, he can't get off of Twitter. He can't do it. 
He's trying to figure out uh, how many people are getting mad at him again today. Well, I'm sure there's a there's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. People are on Twitter just get out of control. Like this new thing, OK Boomer. You know that when you're an older person like myself, they say OK Boomer. They act like that bothers me. <laughs> I mean. If that's something that bothers you, you got a very thin skin. It's funny. So, like, there was another tweet that so I did like ten ten. Every time I do the show, they they pull quotes out of what I say. Correct. Yeah, I, I see him in the morning, and I don't remember saying it quite like this, but it's fine. So, I, oh, so, so you're, you're saying, saying wait, you're being misquoted by ten ten? Is that what that? There's we got we've got they're an asking, issue. They're asking about Jan, to your point about Twitter being angry. And I said this about Jan. I said he turned down $19 million, and I like Jan. He's a guy you want on your team, but this is back-to-back seasons with under 10 sacks. If he's asking for 20-plus, you have to take a deep breath and ask if this is really what you want to do. Pretty tame comment, wouldn't you say, Pete? Yeah, very. I mean, and then people are like, pay him, pay him. With all due respect, Bo, the Jaguars have paid a whole lot more for a whole lot less. And then one guy says, shake my head. They just don't like the guy. Who's, I mean, I just said, like. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I don't know. Can't please everybody. Can't do it. Uh, let's preview the games coming up on Wild Card Weekend. Uh, first of all, 435 on Saturday, the Buffalo Bills at the Houston Texans. Uh, this is a traditional AFC South champion uh, spot, the early game on Saturday, Pete. It seems like the champion always plays on Saturday. Yeah, well, whoever wins is always playing early on Saturday uh, from the that because it's smaller markets and people don't care about them. I think Buffalo goes in there and wins. I, I think Texans have some issues, particularly on defense. And Tony saw them two weeks ago. They don't rush the passer well enough. Uh, I think Buffalo's defense is going to limit what Deshaun Watson does. I like the Bills to win that game. Um, I'll go with Bills as well. Now the question is: Is Will Fuller uh, playing? Probably not. Then I go for Bills for sure. Our next game on Saturday, the big game in the wild card weekend at 8.15 Eastern time start in Foxborough, Massachusetts, the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, the league's leading rusher. They head into New England to face the Patriots and the top defense in the NFL. They're playing on wild card weekend for the first time in a decade. Who you got? Titans, Patriots. Wow. Well, first off. Well first done. Off, well Damn. done. Very good. By the way, um, did the Jaguars defensive players get the presents from Derrick Henry? You know how running backs usually give their linemen some presents at Christmas and a watch or something? Did the Jaguars defensive players get something for allowing him to lead the league in rushing? Ooh. Wow. What, what was his uh, total rushing yards? I forget right off the top of my head, but I can uh, look it up. Great, Who are you liking that one first off? Uh, well, I, I like, I like the Patriots. They're going to take him away. How about this stat? Ryan Tannehill is 0-6 in against the Patriots, and he's got five touchdown passes and ten picks. I'm doing the game. Ah. So I Oh, so you're not gonna make a pick. You're gonna do that thing uh, where you're not making I'm a probably, pick. I probably <laughs> shouldn't make a pick, but I will. I'm going Pats. All right, Viking Saints, quick. One word. Saints. Saints. And See Eagles. Ya. And Eagles. Eagles. All right. There you have it. All right, Pete, we'll talk to you soon down the line. Well done this See year. See you, Pete. All right, guys. Pete Prisco. Tony Baselli. I'm JP Shadrick. Thank you for listening all year. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.